Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a still hungover Coleman Had a Dream podcast. Uh, we're going to be talking to you today about the fact that uh, we've qualified for the World Cup. I don't know if any of you have heard that in the last few days. Uh, and a uh, quick mention for the Poland and Netherlands games as well. I'm here, as always, with Ruth. How are you doing, Ruth? It's been a funny old week. I, I can't say that I've had the joy of the hangovers to quite the extent that you have. But um, I think it's just like, compared to when we were chatting last week, I, I just think that relief. Yeah, that's my un- overriding emotion is relief, actually. No, I can understand that. I can understand that. Um, where where did you watch the match? Well, the Ukraine game. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't the greatest of settings. Um, so my son has been ill and my husband was get was getting the symptoms and we were fearing it was COVID. So I thought, well, I can't go and kind of bounce up and down in the coffee shop, even if I'd have had that intention at 9am on a Sunday. Um, so I ended up in the truck, bunking on the, on the, on the Wi-Fi and then you'd have laughed because I was kind of doing laps around the truck. You know, that, those moments where I can't sit still. So I'm, I'm marching around the truck with, with Nathan Blake and, and Tash and Rob Phillips, like shouting out of the truck. Um, oh my god, that's so, amazing! Yeah, I, it was not the most you know salubrious of surroundings, but it did the job more than did the job. No, I can believe that. I can believe that. Um, it was uh, it was an unbelievable day, actually. I mean, I, I know we all know that, but um, I. Uh, Went into went into Panath to have breakfast uh, with a couple of my pals before before going into town, and uh, I think at first I was just like I don't think I can eat. I felt so sick, and then someone put the massive breakfast out in front of me, and that kind of went away very quickly, which was nice. Uh, and then uh, then hopped into town and uh, stood outside the city arms for a bit, um, having some uh, some like refreshments, preparing myself for the day. And uh, having a bit of a sing song and having some laughs and a great atmosphere on Womanby Street and another pod when we have a bit more time. I'd like to talk about some of the pe- some people not being let in uh, who were who were on a march from Womanby Street. But we'll talk about that another time because that was very strange. But uh, yeah, it was an amazing atmosphere. Uh, walked up to the Pont Canner Inn to get a bit closer to the ground. Uh, had a couple of drinks in there as well. Saw some saw some people I haven't seen for a while and. It was the thing of, you know, like starting to build up your little group as, you, as you're kind of ready to go to the ground. And uh, people, you know, I've watched all these these games with for such a long time and kind of bumping into each other. Everyone's nervous. And at one point I was like, do you know what? I'm actually all right. I think we're going to beat these. And then 10 minutes later, oh, my God, I want to jump in front of a bus. I feel sick. We're going to lose. This is going to be awful. So the full range of emotions. Um, and obviously getting to the ground, the atmosphere was amazing. Like, uh David Yuan uh, was incredible and the, you know, the, the atmosphere around that. And that was my first cry of the day um, was at the end of Amor uh, And then obviously we all know what happened. Um, and at the end of the match, the referee blew his final whistle. And obviously there was like 10 seconds of everyone jumping around like lunatics. And uh, I just turned around to my mate O's who gave me a hug and I just, like sobbing uncontrollably like I like my body was like shaking I was crying so much uh and uh and kind of yeah it took about 10 minutes to kind of really get myself sorted to be perfectly honest it was uh it was an unbelievable day and head, headed back into town then for a few more drinks and uh it was yeah it was just a, a surreal day I think in in a lot of ways but it was uh 
Yeah, it wasn't a bad day. I've, I've had worse days at football, uh, you know. And to, to top to top it all off, I went to uh, Tiny Rebel and uh, got a message off uh, Megan Faringa, who we have spoken to many, many times, but never met. Shear is very excited about that in the background, um, and uh, and uh, and kind of spoke to her uh, and int- like introduced myself to her finally, which was really nice. So yeah, it was uh, it was it was great. Um, Ruth, I'm going to ask you about the game, and I'm going to mute myself so that I can uh, can stop the dog from barking. Um, I my oh, he's just stopped right on cue there. Well done. Um, yeah, I, I I was wondering what you thought about the the, the game in the in, in a broader sense, really, because obviously I know it was great that we won and blah blah blah. blah but I, I I can't personally kind of shake the feeling that I thought that Ukrainians on on the day actually were probably the better team. I'd go more than more for definitely the better team. Actually, <laughs> I mean, I think I think if the roles had been reversed and we'd played as well as they had, and peppered the opposition's goal in the way that they did and came out with nothing, we'd, we'd be broken hearted. And they have got they're carrying so much more. You can't help but just feel for them. Yeah. In, it, I mean, it's it's so much more than the football. So much more than the football. And I think. I, I think one of the things that was striking of the day was just how well all of that was handled by the players, by the Ukrainian fans that were there, by our fans. You know, just what, watching, there was obviously some, some of that, the Ukrainian crowd that were, <clears throat> were Wales-based. So, you know, watching them singing our anthem, watching them singing their anthem, everybody singing Amarahi because it had... But, you know, you think about it, those words have meaning for them as well, don't they? Yeah, and definitely, it's just definitely. The whole, the whole afternoon was so heavily poignant that I think that actually kind of overlies a lot of what I'm feeling about the game. But just thinking about the actual 90 minutes on the field, I think the Ukrainians were definitely the better side. There were parts of the yes. game where we... Where we had on moments but they were relatively few and far between you look at the stats of the game it would look like we were the away team you know based on possession and opportunities and that sort of thing um i had my concerns about the starting 11 i have to be honest i think there was some i think we got a little bit lucky that zinchenko wasn't able to orchestrate things in the centering quite the way he'd done against the Scots and I, I think I went into that into the game looking at the start of 11 thinking that that's what we were susceptible to and I think given how much possession they had we were quite fortunate that they were clearly sort of on top but they never it never got to that sort of level of orchestration that they showed up at Hampton and I think that's what yeah. might have saved us in the end. Yeah, I, I can go with that. I think it, it was a weird game in a lot of ways. And I, was, I, I agreed with you that I wasn't really sure about the lineup. But with that said, I think we've got to the point with Rod Page now where it keeps getting it right, to be fair to him. So I guess we've got to, got to, got to trust him at some stage, I guess. I still think there are questions asked of that as, as kind of like a longer term situation. But like, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. The, I think the chances in is, is an interesting one because you're right. They, you know, they did have a lot of shots and there were a few of those from range, though. And, you know, I, I, th- I think in real clear cut chances, 
I think we were actually probably quite even. I think they just had more opportunity uh, to, to do to do different things as the as the game went on. Um, I think the big thing for me really was just that moment around the goal. I think that changed everything in the stadium because the the atmosphere was amazing uh, pre-game and the the anthem I just thought was like up another level again. It was unreal. Um, and then after after that, there was like a bit of like a a lull, especially at the start of the game because they kind of came out firing a bit. Um, and and then. After we kind of settled in, I felt like the, the, the crowd became really tense and there wasn't yeah. loads of chanting and singing and whatever. There was noise, obviously, but it was not like it like it has been at points. And I think that goal was the moment we were like, right, we've got something to hang on to now. This is it. And everything went up a notch again. And I think that includes from their side as well. But, you know, a lot, a lot of the ball. But again, I, I felt like... I don't want to say I felt at ease because if you were stood next to me at the match, you would know that that was categorically not true. <laughs> but I, I felt a relative ease in the sense that I don't think it was chance after chance after chance after chance. They weren't they weren't missing sitters, if you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Um, and I think that 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 kind of I would say maybe feels like it's been a bit overplayed in terms of how well they did, because yes, they did have a lot of the ball and stuff, but I also don't think it was. You know, chance after chance. And um, the, the big one I, I wanted to talk about in the first half was your thoughts on the potential penalty for Yarmolenko. I think it was a penalty. I think we got very lucky. Um, I can understand how the ref didn't give it, but given that they looked at it at bar and they took their time, and you know, it is what it is. I, I, I still can't quite believe that it wasn't given. Um. You know, obviously there was no intent from Alan, but that doesn't seem to matter. So if you if you categorise a penalty as a foul in the, in the penalty box, which is what it should be, that was a foul. It should have been a penalty, and I think we got. I do think we got very lucky. I do think we got lucky in the sense of the way football is these yeah, days. That's what yeah, I mean. Which is, yeah. which is, would, which is the I oldest like thing. It, would I like that to be a penalty under normal circumstances? No. But given Bar looked at it, I was incredibly surprised it wasn't given. I think that was the one for me, is that once it went to Var, then I was surprised that it wasn't given. I think looking at it again, I think the reason they've not give it is because just because there's contact in the box, it doesn't mean it's a foul. And I think Yarmolenko's come from behind him. He doesn't really know he's there. And they've just, they've played for the ball and there's been a bit of a collision. And I don't think he's, I don't think he's fouled him. And I think that's what it is. I think, I think there's a, I think they viewed it as there was a coming together. And I think you were, you're, you're right in the sense that it probably could have been given, uh, I mean, definitely could have been given, pro pro probably should have. But I think that's under the umbrella of the, you know, the way football is these days. Um, I thought um, I thought we deserve that bit of luck, though. Do you know what I mean? I think uh, if you consider the way we've played through the qualifiers and everything that's happened and the, the delay and we're playing five games in about four days, um, like I, I think we deserve that little break, that little bit of luck and, you know, I think from therein, I think that was the only luck we had in the game mm -hmm. in the sense that I thought we were just so defensively switched on, I would say, after that, and so defensively strong-minded. Because there were, were mistakes, don't, no, you know, no question there, but so focused on what we needed to do and kind of 
so committed to the task. I, I just, if you if you were a defensive coach or something, I think that would be your. That's pretty much that's probably not far off your go-to performance if you ever want to show a video of anything, because uh, because I just thought we were amazing. Um, I think obviously I, I talked about the goal there. Kind of what did it look like from from your perspective? Because obviously from my perspective, I just. He hit it, and it was weird, really. I was kind of sort of expecting the net to bulge in one area, and it never did. It kind of moved in the middle of the net, and I was like, oh, I'm not really sure what's going on here, what's happened, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to complain. So what, do, you know, what, what, what was your kind of reaction to it all when it went in? Um, I think unlike folks at the stadium who I can understand assumed it was, you know, a direct free kick, and it, yeah. um, it was very obvious from the TV angle that we had that it, that it had been an own goal. Um, I mean, it didn't take change how you reacted to it, but it kind of changed no. your perception of it, obviously. Um, I mean, I think like a lot of people, I was thinking, oh, this would be so much better if it was just, you know, on the right-hand side, not the left-hand side. Yeah. Uh, but you you always assume you, you've got a chance, don't you? When he, when he strides up, takes that, takes that kick, you just, you go in thinking, well, something might happen here. And, yeah. and it often, yeah. you know, it's that kind of inherent confidence that it's possible as opposed to a pos a, you know it's eminently possible and i think i think that's he just gives us such a confidence doesn't he i think his his effect on the rest of the team in terms of the self assurance that i think is incredibly important to us and i i, I think that's always more, most manifest in those moments I think you can see that as well. You're actually spot on. You can see that afterwards as well in that he's at the centre of everything. It, it, he gives that self-assurance in everything that he does, be it part of the match, part of the, you know, around and about the place. There were some great videos of him and Joe Rodden like messing about in training. And you can see he wants to be at the centre of everything. I think when you're, I, I'd imagine anyway, when you're around that kind of person who's that good, it, that belief it must give you and the confidence it must give you to, to see this guy not as, you know, separate to everyone else, as completely one, one of the guys sort of thing and is fully kind of committed to 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 that role I think is pretty special I mean I got to be honest I did we I think I've said before that we play a, a stupid game wall stand or goal um, is it going in the stand is it hitting the wall or is it going in there and I turned around to my mate like you just like oh I'm not sure about this like you said oh, is it on the wrong side whatever I turned around to my mate and I was just like no problem mate this is going straight in world class top bins easy easy easiest decision we've ever made and everyone was kind of chuckling it was like oh bloody hell he wasn't messing about today um yeah, I, I, and that obviously I think gave a real lift to everything. Once I think in the way we're playing at the minute in these sort of big games, when we have something to hang on to, I think we have got a lot better at not letting go of it. And I think especially when it was this prize, this carrot, if you like, I think there was a thing we were just like, we are not going to mess this up today. And I think it became a dreadful game of football as a consequence. But who cares? You know, we kind of kind of did what we needed to do. And as the second half wore on, obviously, Ramsey has had that great chance in the, you know, maybe two minutes into the second half. It weirdly reminded me of that, uh, of that of the Hungary game, actually, where we scored in the first half and then straight after half time we scored. And I was I was thinking that that was that was going to be happening. I thought that was I thought that was it. I thought that was going in. I thought it was time to maybe not relax, but certainly uh, the tension levels could drop a bit. And he really should do better there, I suppose, though, shouldn't he? Yeah, I mean, I, I, 
I wonder whether it's diff it's difficult to to see on the video, but Bale was coming in sort of behind Ramsey, and I wonder whether the pass was actually intended for Bale, and, right. and almost ended up a bit closer to Ramsey than anybody wanted, and he had to do something with it, but perhaps wasn't particularly expecting it. Yeah, um, I know what you mean. And it it's it's almost sort of underneath him before he's before he's ready which is he should be ready but you know what i mean it's it's yeah and i think but i think he he didn't have a good game by his standards um no. i think the you know the lack of sort of focus game time i think was starting to, to show and i'm not saying he didn't work hard or, or contribute or anything but it wasn't one of his vintage games by any stretch of the imagination um, I think that's the thing when he's played in that more central role yeah. I think or, or deeper role rather than central I think that he tries to be more disciplined mm -hmm. but I think in doing so you take you, you take you know a little 10% away from him yeah. almost you take because away, yeah exactly and he has to do that and he did that well and like you say he worked really hard mm -hmm. but it kind of it didn't really come to much if, if you know what I mean yeah. there's a lot of toil there I think that that was the moment where he got forward he got himself that opportunity but uh, you know in the end couldn't do anything with it and I done that that was because he wasn't had enough of the ball or he wasn't used to making those runs on the day or whether it was the game time or the lack of it and just or maybe a combination of those factors but I'm you know I'm loath to be uh, to be critical of him after like you say it wasn't a great performance but it was you know the, the, the he went through a hell of a lot of effort um in that I mean, I mean looking at that midfield area I know Joe uh, I, know, I know Wayne Hennessy's going to get all applauded and rightly so he was he was amazing but I, I did think that Joe Allen was exceptional especially after getting booked for what I felt was next to nothing um so yeah I I thought he was I thought he was outstanding and is, and is worthy of uh worthy of some praise there as well. It's interesting you say that because listening on, I was obviously watching, but listening to Radio Wales and um, Tash Harding and Nathan Blake were the, doing the colour commentary. Yeah. And they were, they were actually pretty concerned about some of Joe's play in the first half in particular. Oh, really? The frequency with which he was giving away the ball and, and you know, perhaps jumping in on things to the point where just before half time, um, Rob Phillips actually posed the question like, is Paige thinking about subbing, subbing Alan at half time, given he's on a yellow card? Now, it was that was quickly shot down. But it, I think it's interesting that there's I think and I think my personal perception is somewhere between yours and theirs. Um, right. It's interesting that you could be you could be watching the same forty five minutes of a player and and come up with such a such a spread of opinion. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not sure I'm ready to. As I said, I think my my opinion is somewhere in, in between. I think it's right. Okay. I think if someone knows they've got the defensive responsibilities that Joe had for that game and yet gets a yellow card so quickly in a game. I think there's questions to be asked about where's your head right at the minute. Now, that doesn't mean you can't then play very well and play very well under those circumstances. But I do think it opens the question of, like, just we shouldn't be in this position. Um yeah, I I know what you mean. I, I felt the ref booked him, and then Dan James straight afterwards was like, a, "I'm in charge of this game." Yeah. 
type decision to kind of establish authority in the game. In a weird way, actually, to go back to the penalty, there's a part of me that actually thinks one of the reasons he didn't give the penalty is because he'd already booked Joe Allen. I wonder mm-hmm. whether we thought, like, I may end up having to send this guy off here, <laughs> when in actual fact is two two challenges, which would be barely a booking. So I do think that maybe was kind of played into, into the hands of that a little bit. There was there was definitely um, a look, look at me going on from the referee. Oh, yeah. yeah, 100%. Yeah. I thought, and, and, and I know he's made the right decision, so to speak, for our sake in, the, in, the, in terms of the penalty. But I thought he was absolutely diabolical. <laughs> some of his decisions were mad and some of the things he let go and then some of the things he pulled up, it seemed like he was kind of making them up at, at random, really, as he was going along. But I suppose he got the big decision right with the pen as well. I say right for you know for, uh, the Ukrainians. The Ukrainian Coleman had a dream. Will not be uh, will not be saying the same thing. I'd imagine. Um, I think obviously as the game kind of wore on, then Hennessy really showed his quality, didn't he? I thought he he was the he was our standout performer on the night. He made uh, th- uh, well, I mean, he made a string of saves, but there were three of them in particular. I thought were different class. Yeah, I think we went into the game expecting you know. It, it would be the old guard that would shine, but it would be Bale and Ramsey. And actually, it turned out to be Hennessy and Davies, didn't it? That <laughs> yeah. actually ultimately made the difference. Well, yeah. somewhat, but you know, made the difference in the, in the game. Um, so, I mean, that was that, that was kind of you know, as one of the old timeies around here, that was that was pleasing. Um, yeah, I thought both of them had an absolutely astounding game and I, I think we need to send Conte a, you know, a thank you note and a bucket hat and I don't know what he's, <laughs> what he's been able to do since since sort of January, February but he's, Ben Davies is just losing confidence at the minute and I think we have to yeah. be very grateful for that and I think between the two of them there was, there was a kind of marshalling at the back that we clearly needed um you, you know there was multiple times when you could when you could see Ben just trying to get everybody to calm down a little bit you know stay focused and not get ahead of themselves and, uh, and I, yeah. think, I think that yeah they they both came of age in that game in, and, and we're just amazing absolutely stunning I, I yeah I agree I, I don't think there was a part of Ben's body that didn't intercept a ball at some point <laughs> yeah I it's hard to disagree with that I thought obviously Wayne was great, and that save he's made from the header was outrageous. Outrageous, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I was, I, 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 I just started swearing at that point because I just assumed that was going to go in. When you look um, at the height he gets, the how, how unencumbered he is. There's no pressure on him. It's a stunning yeah. header. It's a stunning header yeah. around, and it's an even better save. Yeah. Oh yeah, the block from Ben Davis. I forget now whether it was before or after the header, but. That kind of like the the block he made, uh, that's a goal. That's a goal saver, you know. Yeah, and you know, again, I, I agree. He was just phenomenal. And I think, again, just to briefly go back to the goal, I massively enjoyed that when we scored. Everyone else is going bonkers, and I don't know if you've seen the video, but Ben Davis runs up to the huddle where everyone else is celebrating. And he's just tapping his head, like, right, let's stay focused, let's keep calm, and to have that awareness in that pressure. And in that, I mean, in that emotion that you must be feeling at that moment, I thought, I thought that was really telling. And he's, he's, I mean, he's a mature player anyway. But that to have that awareness in that moment, I thought was pretty, pretty special. Really, yeah, he, he, he had a fabulous game. I know we'll talk about the the Dutch game in a sec, but I, I thought he was great last night as well. Um, he's just, he's just, he's just a class act. Um, obviously, the game was kind of born on. Um, 
We had chances. Johnson came off the bench and had that chance. Bale should definitely mm-hmm. kill the game off with his chance. Um, I thought we saw the game out in that last five minutes of normal time and five minutes of extra time. I thought we saw the game out really well in the end. Um, we continued to pose some kind of threat mm-hmm. on the break, which, as I mm-hmm. thought, was 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 clever. You know, more kind of was really really staying up there and, and kind of and super effective in, in terms of keeping us up the pitch at different times of the second half and the, the pace threat from James and then Latterly Johnson made a big difference in that as well. I, I know you, you you can never be comfortable in those last what turned out to be ten minutes. Far from it. But in hindsight watching it back, we weren't really besieged at that point. They had all the ball and but they didn't kind of do huge amounts with it in those moments. So I think I think that was really interesting in, in terms of again the kind of professionalism if you like in how we saw out the rest of the match. Yeah, I mean I think yeah, there was we're, we're clearly that's yeah. our strength, yeah. and and the fact that we've sort of gone back to this as our strength, I think, says says something about us as a, as a team. And I like the balance that we've been able to create between, you know, Neil's influence on the wing backs and Paige's influence of the, on the D. And I think we, you know, we've we found a good sort of middle ground there in terms yeah. of the emphasis yeah. of where where we are with a with a. With the sort of dynamic of the team, um, I, I think the difficulty I think with feeling that they didn't actually pepper us with chances is the fact that they don't need to pepper us; they just need one. And I think yeah. that's why I found it. I'm not sure I was as confident as perhaps you sound in that minute. Um, so, yeah, I. I, 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 I I think we've been fortunate that in all of these big must-win games, whether it was Hungary or Turkey in the Euros or Austria, that we haven't been behind and been chasing the game. We've been able to sit ahead and rely on a defensive strength. And I think um, I, I think there may be some some rude awakenings when we get to a point where we've got an important game and we actually have to chase it. Yeah, I know what you mean, but I think I, I do think that's one of our uh, big skills, if you like, is that because we are so strong and solid, we do generally only need one or two chances to be effective. And I think that's I think that's as much by design as it is by accident. So I know what you mean. And, and to be clear, it's just to go back, I, I think I'm saying that now about the calmness at the end of the match hugely with the benefit of hindsight if if you and my mate Hugh who had the absolute misfortune to be stood next to me for 90 plus minutes he would tell you that I was anything but calm um and uh, at one point I shouted so loud at something I honestly thought like my lungs were gonna just fall out of my mouth um and uh, the poor boy uh, I say boy he wasn't a boy but the bloke in front of me this old man I think I must have deafened them and given an heart attack at least three times just shouting making random noises which which, which didn't really make much sense but yeah it was uh, it was unbelievable when when the whistle blew those scenes at the end were were something else weren't they yeah, yeah, I think um, one thing I'm very grateful for is there was no pitch invasion. Yeah. You think, you think of what we would have missed if there'd been a pitch invasion. Yeah, that's where, a good point. Whether it was the Ukrainian players being able to go to their fans, our players going to their fans, which was a beautiful touch. Um, you know, the singing on the field, the lap of honour, the 
the second rendition of all of that. We'd have missed all of that if there'd have been a bit invasion. Yeah. So from the outside looking in, I'm very grateful that didn't happen. Yeah, um, I agree. I think the the whole I've been trying to think about what what it is that this this team kind of does for us that hasn't happened before and I just think there's a there's a level of kind of reciprocity and like all of the love that we're throwing at them it's requited love isn't it it's coming back and I think in this day and age and in so many sporting scenarios you, you as a fan that all you're experiencing is unrequited love it's all in one direction it's all it's all you give 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 and you get so little back and yeah. i think i think this is so telling at the moment because it's one of the few branches of sports where where there is reciprocity to how the groups feel towards each other yeah, and i think I that's what, what gives it a strength that you just don't see elsewhere i think that's also true of the circumstance as well as yeah. not just the victory side of things but there's a lot of those players well almost all of those players in the, in the squad were part of you know what i would call the dark days when i started yeah. going and I know there have been darker days before, but you know that that time, those times under after Hughes left and and Toshak came in, and you know even at the start of Coleman's reign, really as well. Obviously, speed being the exception, but you know there was there was I think there was an appreciation of the fact that like we've all been through this together. There's a core group of people who have experienced both the good and the bad sides of this, and I think that adds to the specialness and you add in things like the uh the passion of of, of coleman and obviously the tragic nature of gary speed and i think when you kind of combine all these things it's quite a powerful thing that you, you can't generate that can you you can't uh, you can't there's, there's not a team spirit that you could build that would have those those elements in it just because it's so special and unique and and i think there's that element of understanding the journey which the players do that a lot of the fans do as well which again adds to that kind of special relationship doesn't it yeah, it's very organic, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, the big question, Ruth, is are you going to Qatar? No. No. Right, well, that was, that was very short and sharp. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a go, yeah. Um, I think I've said to Joy, I mean, I've basically lied to Joy too many times and, and said this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. <laughs> Uh, but, but the third time of saying it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, it's not once-in-a-lifetime anymore, is it? I'm just a liar. But um, I do think there is something special about a World Cup, something different about a World Cup. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the Euros were amazing and special, but a World Cup is, is something totally different. And I think I would regret it if I didn't at least try and go. Mm-hmm. Um to watch Wales play in a World Cup, which even just saying that is an amazing sentence. Um, um, yeah, so I think I'm going to try and go to the USA game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's my plan. I've got a few, got a few irons in the fire regarding travel and accommodation and stuff. So we shall see. Um, I'm obviously, you know, not going to be able to spend any money between now and then. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do my best. Um, I mean. It's seismic. We we say these things what feels like regularly at the minute, but 
it is seismic, I think, what the impact of this will have on Welsh football, for one, but also the, the, the country of Wales as a, as a whole um, moving forward. It's, it's pretty, pretty huge, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you just look at it monetarily. There's eight, there's eight million dollars just for qualifying. You yeah, know, that true. is a, that is a huge amount of money by FAW standards. You t- you t- you know everything ancillary to that. You, you take the sort of focus of of what what this says about Wales on the world stage. And, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm I'm actually really looking forward to being here in the US playing in the same group as the US. Yeah, and be, be fun. you know, and being able to shout about it and have it mean something. Um, yeah. So I think I think that's that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, that's fair. I think I, uh, I think I think the dynamic of that group has has made being here being here quite interesting actually. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, we will talk about the group at a later stage, so I don't want to go down that road necessarily yeah. now. But I will say I did get I, a friend of mine, Chris Reed, who has been on our podcast before, um, was out in Kansas City watching uh, watching the US play. I think Uruguay they played. Uh, he was just as worse for aware uh, as I was. But I know what you mean about watching it over there, Ruth. It, it will be great and have that back and forth. And uh, I think it'll be an exciting time. I, I really, really do. And I think it'll be that'll be a great game for us to look forward to to, to open the tournament as well. I think so. Um, I think there's uh, yeah, potential a lot of a lot of excitement uh, to come. Um, I think we should very briefly uh, talk about the Poland and Netherlands games, uh, if that's all right with you. Mm-hmm. Um, unless, unless you've got anything else you wanted to add, sorry about Sunday. No, no, let's, let's, otherwise we'll be, we'll be going on and on. on, on <laughs> <Sunday>. <laughs> well, the, pod, the podcast will never end. Um, yeah, um, we'll start with the Poland game then. Um, I think obviously, you know, t- you know, uh, personnel wise, it was the right decision to play who they played. Uh, how do you, how do you think that the team performed in general? Actually, all things considered, I thought it was a very good performance between players that hadn't played together before, players playing out of position, people making their debuts, just the yeah. whole the whole scenario. I thought we actually played played very well, and ironically, in the same way that we were talking about how um, the Ukrainians were the felt unfortunate about you know how they played on Sunday relative to the result. I felt the same about the Poland game, how we, we played relative to the result. Probably probably wasn't the right uh, the right outcome, all things considered. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I would say the same about last night, the, the Dutch game as well. Um I thought I, I think the thing I was impressed with most is that I love that we've got a set formation now and a shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everyone's buying into that. We didn't have to change anything because of who was or wasn't playing. Uh, that was the that was the, that's the setup. That's how we play. We press this way and we uh, push that way, and and it you slot into it and you get on with it. And I really I really really like that. Um, I thought Wes Burns had a great game. Um, I was surprised that he didn't start last night. I'll be honest with you, but um, yeah, I, I was I was impressed with him. Um, I thought Morel as always was fantastic. I thought Norrington Davis was excellent. Um, and it's just a shame we didn't get the result, really. And, and, and same for last night, really. I think we were competitive against what was also their second team. But um, I think it's a shame that we conceded the goals that we did. I think that the second goal against Poland is a poor one to concede. Um, and I think the, the both you could raise question marks out of, over, over both goals from last night as well, actually. 
yeah, I mean, I think given they ended up with the same on paper result, I think my feelings about the two games are very different. I think if we'd yeah. have ended up losing the Dutch game 1-0, it, it would have felt different to, to, to get back that equaliser and then be complacent. And we, we were talking earlier, weren't we, about how good we've been defensively. And yeah. the, the irony is that the, the, the 30 seconds where we needed to be most focused is when we lost it last night. So yeah. I think that ends up feeling like a much more frustrating result despite the fact that on paper it's the same I think I think it was unfortunate we really particularly last night's game we had a chance of obviously a big chance of getting a point out of a game against the Dutch yeah. which would have would have made a world of difference in the group um, Belgium seemed to be you know the, the class of this, uh, this little group at the minute in the sense of how, yeah. of how they're performing and and I think at the moment, we're, I think we should just be glad that we haven't got trounced in either game. You know, we've lost by a single goal. The goal difference yeah. ultimately might end up being very crucial in the, in the Nations League. So I'm trying to take that positive out of it. I think there's a, there's a we'll do another podcast, Dave, on the kind of the, the window as a whole and its meaning yeah. and what the Nations League may or may not be and what it means going towards the World Cup and that sort of thing. But so I think, I think given where we are and the, the Polish and the Netherlands games in the context of the Ukrainian games. And I think like a lot of people, I'm just kind of shrugging my shoulders and moving on. I think it's been good to see, as you said, good to see a system, good to see some people getting playing time, good to see the versatility of some players, which ultimately might become very important yeah. in the squad. Um, I, I, th- I think they've kind of, they've done, you know, we've done what we've needed to do in that there was one game we needed to win and we've done it and then the rest of it is so insignificant comparatively that yeah. it, you know it is what it is yeah I can't disagree with that I think obviously I have a slightly different perspective having uh, watched the game surrounded by Dutch people who were, <laughs> who were more than having to rub it in my face uh, when they scored the, equal, the winning goal sorry but yeah I, I agree I think my my only frustration from last night really is is the manner of the goals. Mm-hmm. I can take the defeat, even the the lack of concentration or whatever you want to call it, I can live with. But I think the first goal, the keeper should probably do a bit better. And I think the second goal, yes, they've broken quickly. Why are we overcommitted, for one? Secondly, I don't know why, I think it was Harry Wilson didn't take De Jong out. He definitely should have. And then even, yeah, and then even you go through all of that. We've got actually, if you look at it, when he heads the ball, there's three players between the ball and the goal like in that in that space if you like so we've got back we've recovered but we've not marked the man yeah uh, and and that's the thing that got me really there was there's at least three chances to stop that and and we didn't take any of them and that that was a frustration but to be honest i think if i di- i didn't expect anything from this game i expected to lose against poland it's a shame that we went one up and then didn't see that out. But I think it will come down to us or Poland to be relegated. And I think that if we can beat Poland at our place, they'll lose all their other games. So I, I think that's, you know, the goal difference might be important. It's just a shame that we didn't hang on because I think that extra point would have made a big, big difference. And I do think we have another chance of, of doing that on Tuesday against the Dutch because I think they'll also they'll put out another B team in inverted commas then. Um so 
I think there's still a, a window for us, if you like, to gain another point there. So that that, that chance is there, but I, I do think that that's a bit of a missed opportunity. But you're absolutely right. I mean, all that mattered was Sunday. And if you'd have told me you were going to win one and lose four, as long as the one we won was the Ukraine game, I, I, I wouldn't be bothered. Like you say, people got game time. I just wanted to make a bit of a shout out for Reese Norrington Davis. I thought he was brilliant yesterday. His pace, his strength, his power, his movement, his energy. Um, what an unbelievable leap and finish for that goal! He was—he just dominated that bloke. Um, I thought—I thought he was—he was our best player last night. I would agree with that, and um, and just nice to see him score, obviously. But the—I um, think you know we're obviously best in that kind of wing back position, aren't we? And I think the fact yeah. that the fact that. Reese Norrington Davis, you know, in the in the Poland game, he kind of he sort of played Ben Davies' role, didn't he? So he's so I think he's done himself a lot of favors, as I said, in terms of the versatility that he might bring to the squad. Yeah, and I think we talked, didn't we, in the preview about you know just a bit concerned about why this person hasn't got in or that person yeah. hasn't got in. It actually goes to show, as always, that we don't really know what we're talking about because. <laughs> Uh, Norrington Davis, in the same way that Ampadu and Gunter, to an extent, can play either side of the central defender yeah. in that three and do a do a very effective job. So that's obviously why he felt he could kind of pack us elsewhere in terms of numbers, which is definitely a benefit uh, going going forward. So um, yeah, I, I thought I thought he was great, and in, in both in in fact he's played in all three games. But um, yeah, I thought he was I thought he was like great last night and uh, was was our best player for sure. Um, we don't want to over overdo this, and uh, we're aware of the fact that uh, we've got two more games to go, and we've got more football to talk about in a in a more in a more analytical way, if that's the right word, at uh, some other point. So I think if it's all right with you, Ruth, we'll we'll call it quits there, and we'll uh, we'll we'll look ahead to doing a a full review of this window uh, very very shortly. Nope, that sounds good. It's been a good week, um, well, hasn't it? <laughs> it has, yeah. Yeah, my bank balance and liver would uh, would disagree with you. But uh, uh, there you go. Yeah, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Um, just a few quick uh, housekeeping bits. Um, we uh, have got a new YouTube channel, so please go and, and subscribe and like that. Uh, we have posted a few review and preview videos. We'll be continuing to do so. Um I've had load of requests from people of places to go in the Netherlands, be it Amsterdam or Utrecht, someone staying or uh, uh, Rotterdam, obviously as well. So I've decided, so I'm going to turn into uh, Judith Chalmers uh, temporarily, and I'm going to do a little blog of places to go and things to avoid, etc., uh, in the Netherlands whilst you're here. So. In the next uh, in the next day or so, keep an eye out for that. I might even do a little video on that as well. So keep your eyes peeled uh, on colmanhadadream.com for that. And like I say, please go to our YouTube channel, search Colman Had a Dream on YouTube, uh, and and find us there and like and subscribe so you can keep up with even more stuff uh, that we will be churning out in the in the coming weeks. Um, thank you very much, Ruth, for your time as always. Yep, it's been good. Hopefully. Uh... We sat outside at the sister's coffee shop, so hopefully the sound quality's been all right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to level with you, Ruth. Ruth, <laughs> it's been hit and miss. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think the barking dog has helped at my end either. But there you go. Um, you know, we're talking nonsense most of the time anyway. So if it's, some of it's drowned out, I would count that as one in the wind column. Um, thank you very much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. And we will be back with you very, very soon. Goodbye. Bye-bye.